Guys, we are, um, we have made it to Jesus' concluding words of his Sermon on the Mount. Uh, we started in Matthew chapter 5, and we are moving now toward the end of chapter uh, 7. And so I've, I've been thankful for this journey, uh, and it has ended up being, I, I shared with somebody the I looked at several different outlines of the Sermon on the Mount before I started preaching on it, and uh, the longest one I found was eight sermons, and uh, we are at 16, so I appreciate your all's patience as we work through these verses. There's just so much power. When you're looking at the words of Jesus, it's hard to skim over, right, and lump some together, so we've taken our time, and we've taken, uh, as he would have a thought, uh, we would ponder and spend a morning on that thought. Well, this morning we have the conclusion of this Sermon on the Mount, and I'm excited uh, to get to it in a sermon titled, First Things First. Uh, I'll share just quickly, it wasn't too long ago, we were, um, Bethany and I were thinking about building on to our house, and uh, we had a contractor come out, we actually had Steve Treep, I don't know if y'all know Steve Treep or not, but he is, uh, he's, him and his team's the one that redid our this building here for our church, and uh, I had him come by and was just looking at some things and uh, to decide whether, where we're going to build, how we're going to do it. We got an older home built in the 50s, um, and uh, you know it's just a square brick home, Cape Cod, and we're trying to figure out how we're going to build maybe a bedroom on. You know, we got got a new little one, and we're growing out of we're, we're out of space of sorts, and uh, we have this porch on the front left of the house that we had put on five, six, I don't know, maybe eight years ago, now the way time flies. And so I had him come look at that. I said, what do you think? Could we just turn this into a room? Could we just, you know, put some walls out here and put a door into the house and could this work? And, uh, and he just looked at me and, went, and he looked down at the bottom of the porch and we built it over uh, 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 an old carport or driveway, concrete driveway. Uh, as part of it, and the rest of it, uh, we just poured concrete to put the post in, right, you know, to build a porch. And he said, he was looking down, he said, well, the most critical thing if you're going to build on, he just looked down and he went, this isn't going to work. And, and he, he said, what's that right there? I said, well, that's an old driveway. He said, that concrete might be this thick. And you're thinking about building an entire room on it. And he said, the the number one thing that matters, if you're going to build a room on it, if you're going to build any building, the most important part of the building is the foundation. He said, this thing won't stand. You build it on this thin of concrete, and then over here, you're out in dirt. We're going to build walls around this porch, and at some point, it's just going to fall off the house. He said, we'd have to start, he said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with this. You'd have to pull the whole thing off and do first things first. And when he said that, this was several weeks ago, and I'd already read through the Sermon on the Mount right several times, and I knew the last piece of this, and I thought, you just spoke life into me, and you don't even know it. Because Jesus taught us the very same thing about life. That the foundation in which we build a life on is what matters most. And he gives two examples here of two people who do the same thing. They build a house. And he's using that as an illustration of building a life. And yet they built their life, their house, 
And maybe from the outside you would look and see, oh, there's two houses. Yet there was something dynamically different about these two people. And that was the foundation. So Steve taught me about building and the importance of real foundation. I knew that somewhat, but, you know, I'm not a contractor. I probably would have grabbed some two-by-fours and started building walls out there. And, you know, it would have looked like a hodgepodge mess and fell over. Uh, thankfully, he knew better. And so thankfully, we have someone that we can go to for life because all of us want to build a life, right? And maybe even there's something inside of us that the Bible says that eternity was placed in our heart. And there's some void in our heart that says, you know what, this world is okay sometimes. Most times it's crazy. But this isn't enough. There's something more. And God says he placed eternity in our hearts. And not only do we want a good life here, but we want eternal life. We want the promise of heaven. We want to know when we close our eyes for the last time, what's next. And he's teaching here about that. I think it's, uh, let's read these verses and then we'll spend some time on them. It says, therefore, everyone who hears these words, we're in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. That's Steve. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. God sent this rain this morning for an illustration so you all could know what that would feel like and, and uh, experience it on your way to church this morning. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. The last two verses of chapter 7 says, When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. This was blowing their mind. This entire sermon blew their mind because you know what he did not do was cite great rabbis and teachers who had taught him these things. He spoke with authority and made decisions. So when he says this at the beginning, he says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. What's he talking about? I want to just give a quick kind of review of what, we've, what he said in this Sermon on the Mount. What he's given us specific direction to do. Everyone who hears these words of mine, remember, we've, took, we've taken 16 different Sunday mornings to go through this one sermon that he preached in one setting, right, on a hill to an audience. We broke it down into 16 different pieces. Yet he had been teaching this entire time consistent, right? He didn't, he didn't go teach one part Sunday morning and the next Sunday morning. He's wrapping this up and saying, everything you've heard me say, the one who puts it into practice is like a wise man. Some of the things he said, let your light shine before others. Be reconciled with people as much as possible. Settle disagreements quickly. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. All these things were contrary and completely different than the things the disciples had heard to this point. He said, don't do things for show. 
He said, actually do your giving, your praying, your fasting. Do it in private, committed directly to me. He says, don't prioritize earthly wealth over God. He said, don't worry about your life. He said, seek your, his kingdom first, and the rest will be added. He said, don't be judgmental. Don't be overly critical. Don't come with that type of attitude toward people. He said, ask and you receive. He said, seek and you'll find. Knock and it will be opened unto you. Told us to watch out for false prophets. And I think the one thing that sums it all up that we talked about a couple Sundays ago, he said, enter through the narrow gate. And we found that Jesus is that gate. So he teaches all these difficult things really in life, right? You know, love your enemy. Pray for your enemy. Put the, his kingdom first over earthly uh, earthly wealth. He teaches all these difficult things. And, and then he, at the end, he says, listen, you've got to enter through the narrow gate. You've got to find in me the hope and the ability to do that. And he says, there's going to be some of you here today that are going to hear these words. You notice both the wise man and the foolish man heard these words of Jesus. He said, but there's going to be a difference. The wise man's going to put it into practice. And the foolish man is not. I want to take just three observations from this, how he wraps his sermon up, and, um, and then we'll close it out. The first thing I want us to see is that everyone builds their life on something. Everyone builds their life on something. Some foundational truth or philosophy about life, everyone builds their life on something. Jesus teaches us here that there's really two options. One is uh, on the rock, which is him. If you remember uh, in, uh, in Psalm chapter 18, God is described as the rock of his people. And then Peter's confession in Matthew chapter 16, uh, when he says Jesus is the Christ, is the Messiah, Jesus says that truth is the rock on which I'll build my church on. And so he teaches us two things that we'll build our life on, either the teaching and the truth and the hope in Jesus or sands, which is everything else. It's everything else that tempts us uh, to build upon. It's important to remember here that we can never obey, we can never make God, uh, we can never please God outside of faith. And we've talked about that over and over in this sermon. I'll probably beat that. that uh, if we don't understand that yet, we may never get it. But Jesus has continually, in every passage of the scripture, said the most important thing is your heart. He's constantly getting to the heart of the matter. When he said murder is sin, but so is anger, right? He said that's in your heart. You can hide it. That's sin, too. And so he's constantly getting to the heart. So we've we got to remember that without faith, we cannot obey or please God. This foolish man, if you look at the, the, the wise man here, it says uh, he put him into practice and he built his house on the rock. The foolish man did not put his words into practice. He built his house on sand. What is that? What are the other things we can build our house on? Uh, he heard the same instructions 
But I want you to understand how critical it matters on what we do with them. Let each of us have a decision to make when we hear these instructions. You know, Steve, I went and asked him, and he said, hey, listen, you're going to build here. You've got a poor foundation. If you're going to go somewhere else, you've got a poor foundation. He's told me that. How foolish would I be to say, nah, I think I got this figured out. I've never built anything, but I, got, I know more than him. I'm just going to build, and it'll be all right. And here's what we tend to do uh, in life in this dangerous position to know what to do and not do it. These are people who were standing there hearing Jesus. These are people who grew up in church. These are people who had Christian influence in their lives from parents and friends. These are people that heard instructions of what to do but never stepped out in faith to do it. There's a few things that are at risk of us building on. One is pleasure. You, you've met these people. You've talked to these people who just want to have fun in life. That just, you know, the, uh, they, they want to know uh, no hose barred. They want just life and full of pleasure and joy and all that it can bring. And anything is a go. They'll try anything once. Uh, they just live for a life of pleasure. They've looked for, uh, and sometimes they find uh, pleasure in uh, this desire for a good time and whatever that might be. And they've misplaced a hunger for pleasure, for a pleasure, a hunger God put us in us for joy that we can only find in Him. Sometimes we get uh, distracted and we build a life on wealth and, and power and what. You know, what can we own in material possessions and a retirement account? And we build a life on those things. And then there's the danger of what I think we saw last week when we looked at uh, being known by Jesus. The people who build a life on religion. Who, who build what they feel like is a Christian life by doing the things that Christians do. They... They, they become superficial of a sort. They have all the actions and the mannerisms, and they talk like Christians, but they've never turned their heart and their life over to Jesus. I've always, uh, I've always had a bit of a rebellion in me. I've always been uh, kind of a, a person that uh, hears things and thinks oh, there's a better way to do it. It's just kind of naturally been uh, in my in my DNA, unfortunately. <laughs> and, um, and so we can take advice on this. We can listen. We can hear what Jesus is saying here. And, and yet we have that in our heart. I don't think I'm the only one that has rebellion at times in my heart that says, I have a better way. I know a better way. I think we all have this risk of hearing what Jesus says here and say, oh, I've heard that my whole life. You know, the wise man builds his house on the rock, and then the rains come, and it stays there. And the, the poor man or the foolish man builds his house on sand, and the, you know, the, the rain comes and washes it out. Jesus is getting at the core of something critically important here with eternal consequences. That how we build matters. You take North Carolina, for example. I've got an aunt that lives down there. Build a house. Not on the beach, but close to the water. And if you go to build a house in North Carolina, 
they know the importance of foundation, right? The, the regulations are crazy on what you have to do, how big the columns have to be, what kind of windows you have to have, like all these things you do in preparation. And they teach people how to build a sturdy house. And they do that because this second observation I see in these words of Jesus, one, that everyone builds their lives on something today. Everybody that's listening is building their life on something. Some of us have planted it on the rock, and our hope and our faith is in Jesus Christ. Some of us can't even say what it is. We don't know what it is. We're on shifting sands and we're floating and we're, we don't know. We don't know what's most important. But the second observation is critically important is, is that the storm is coming. <laughs> this is why North Carolina is so important that they build houses from this way because they know every year brings a hurricane season. They know every year a storm is going to come. And they know they must be prepared. And, it, you know, it, it's not like, I don't think we'll have hurricanes this year. Everybody down there knows it's not if, it's when. When is the tropical storm? When is the hurricane going to be here? When are we going to have to shut it down? When are we going to do this? Jesus teaches here both people that you're building a life, you're building a house, you're going to face a storm. And I think there's two ways to look at this maybe. Probably the first instinct is just in life in general, we face storms and tests, right? We, the, 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 the figurative rain and wind and floods and streams come upon us. Whether it's through disappointment, whether it's through job loss, whether it's through sickness, whether it's through loss of family members. Uh, what we find challenges and life tests that come upon us. And I think we can, we can relate that to this. I think we can, but I don't think it's at the heart of what Jesus is saying. I think it's obvious that Jesus is always with us, that he's for us, and if he is, who can be against us? That, that he'll never give us more than we can bear uh, with his help. I think all those are true, that in life in general, when we build our life upon him, we can sustain what the devil throws at us because we are anchored in his power, not in ours. You see, when you build a foundation, here, here's, what, here's what is critically important, I think, to get. Is you can say, well, how do I know what my foundation is built on in my life? And everything in that house, the walls, the sill, and the roof line, it all depends on that foundation. It depends on that foundation to be rock solid, Right? It is depending upon it to still be there, to not move, to not shift. Y'all remember uh, uh, when you were in school and you may have uh, the Leaning Tower of Pisa? Remember that? I could remember learning about that, and I Googled it this morning. I was like, is that a real thing? Was that and, and it is. If you've, if you've not looked it up, it's in Italy. Uh, you know, it's just this little building they took 345 years to build or something. I, mean, I, I was like, 345 years? That's a long time to build a tower. I mean, it's not that massive, um, given it was in like the 1100s. Um, and they were like, well, they took a 100-year break because of wars. Ah, so it still took like 200 years, 200-some years to build. 
But it is literally leaning, and it was because the foundation that it was on, part of it was on some soft soil. And you got this tall, 180 feet roughly, tower that is leaning to the side. Because everything at the top depended on what was the bottom. So I ask you this, what do you depend on? What are we putting our, our confidence in? Where do we find security in our life? Is it, you know, is it our paycheck? Is it, is it our health insurance? Is it What are we putting our confidence in? And what are we depending on? Because one, we see that everybody builds their lives on something. Two, we see that the storm is coming. Yes, in life, look at Job. It's not, it's not if, it's when we face a test or a trial. But I think what Jesus is really talking about here is a greater storm. Uh, a storm, uh, the last storm, which is at death. The judgment of God against sin on the last day, the day of the Lord. The question that Jesus is raising here to his listeners is, will your house stand? Will your life stand when that time comes that you close your eyes for the last time? And we saw these people last week, right? The ones who said, but we did this, 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 and this. And they started making the argument for what they had done, the works, the good things they'd done in their life. And Jesus said, I never knew you. And so he's asking, what is our life built upon? Will our life stand? Will our house stand? Will what we put our confidence in, what we've built with our life stand in the last day? You see, in Romans 8, it says there's no condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus, who have built their life and put their foundation on him, that all our sin was placed on Christ and judged at the cross. That all that matters on that day is whether we believed and trusted in him. Did we have faith in Jesus Christ and is that the foundation our life was built on? The third thing I notice here, that this is a matter of uh, life and death. I think it's really, uh, it's really easy to take all of these, uh, these verses and these practical teachings of Jesus, right? You've met people who just think Jesus is a great teacher and he had great principles and he was a great leader and we should study it and try to be like him. Um, and so I think it's, it's, it's kind of it's tempting to take what he says here and do some home improvement. Right? Oh, y'all remember that show? Was that Tim, uh, Tim Taylor, Al Bundy? Not Al Bundy. Al, what was his name? Al Borland, that was it. Al Borland, Tim the Tool Man. You remember Home Improvement. It's, it's tempting to take what Jesus says here and says, you know what? Take these principles, take these things, and apply them to your life, and you'll make life a little better. Because there's truth in that. There's truth what Jesus teaches. I've seen it in my own life. When you put it into practice, you will be successful in, 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 in work and career and family and relationships. The, thing he teaches, the things he teaches are good. That's religion. That's the tempting to build 
a house on being good and acting better and living better and being more like him by your own strength. It's tempted to take what he teaches and superficially try to apply them to our lives. He's calling us to a, a, a depth deeper than that to your heart. And when he changes your heart, your life changes. You become a new creature. And he says that's what he wants today. Here's my final plea. This has been um, uh, these, these past few verses in his sermon. We're very much directed to the lost. We have some here that are listening, some here in person. You've given your life to Christ, you're full on. There's some that may be on the fence that... You don't, you don't know what you are. You may be that rebel that uh, was like me at one point, totally running from all authority, even God's authority. I wanted nothing to do with it. You may have grown up in church, read the Bible cover to cover, know it word for word. Or you may be wrecked with guilt because of the things you've done, the mistakes you've made that you feel like you've gone too far, that you've wrecked your own relationships, you've wrecked your family, you, you've wrecked things that you just can't figure out how to get through. You may be so past this, you may have so much sin in your life, you don't even feel guilt anymore that you're completely indifferent to what I have to say, to what Jesus has to say. You may be setting things upright on the outside and keeping rules and trying to earn your own place in God's kingdom. You may be someone who came to the faith at some point in your life but journeyed and went astray. Here's what Jesus was teaching this morning is in all of those situations got to do first things first. You got to look back at the foundation of what you're living on, of what you believe. And first things first, you want to you, you see hope in your life. You want to see heaven someday. First things first is to be reconciled to God, is to repent. It's to, to come to Jesus, to turn away from your sins, to repent and say, my hope is in you. I'm sorry. And believe the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, as you think about this and the words that he's called us to, to put into practice, I want you to just think this morning. See, the wise man, the rain came down. Y'all ever been in a flood? I've never been directly in one, but I can remember. Was it the Mother's Day flood? Not too. Uh, it's been probably 10 years ago now, maybe longer than that. I think it was Mother's Day or maybe Memorial Day. We were, we were driving in it. We were out in it. And I can remember the fear. You know, when something, when a storm comes up like that and you're really like, you don't know. Am I going to be washed away? You don't know if you're going to get another breath. You, you don't know. This is the urgency that Jesus is speaking to here. 
We've got some people in this community who, who lived on Coon Creek or wherever that they literally had their homes washed off foundations during floods. I've heard stories of Beth's, uh, Bethany's great-grandmother waking up and their house being flooded, and it was Beth's grandparent, Larry, I think, that uh, Larry Lane that comes to church here, was floating in his bassinet. And the bed was moving around. There was so much water in the house. I think that is the essence that Jesus was trying to get to, the urgency that, you, that at some point there's going to be that level of urgency in your life, and all that will matter. At that point, you're going to say, if you're me, and you just threw two-by-fours up out on your porch and built you know, the, the new room on the house, you're going to say, I wish. I wish I'd have poured a foundation. That I wish I would have listened. That I wish I would have heard the truth and accepted it. And that's where the wise man was. It did not fall. And it says the foolish man that came down with a great crash. God, this morning, we want to live out our life with faith in you. We want to do first things first. God, it's real easy in life to get distracted. Just want to go start building a life, building a career, building a business, building a family. Just building, 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 building. And when we get too quick, we can get so distracted, and you knew it. You knew we could do that. That we get too busy and other things become too important. And we realize we've built it, and we don't even know what we built it on. We don't even know why we're alive. We don't even know what our purpose is. And we're just living day to day, trying to get by, trying to just survive. And God, you called us to purpose, to thrive, to live an abundant life in you. God, you have called us to you. You've given us this word, this direction that says, with wisdom, as you told your disciples, you'll build your life, you'll build your house on the rock. God, let us search all our own hearts this morning and ask ourselves, what is our foundation? Are we for sure? Are we confident? Can we say, yep, my life is on Christ. If we're there this morning, let's praise him. Let's thank you. We appreciate. God, we are completely dependent upon you. But God, stir people's hearts as they ask themselves this question. What's their foundation? And call them to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As you stand this morning, I want you to so I had that last slide up there. So what's your foundation this morning? Can we do first things first? Can we know that in these the difficult times, in the uncertainty, 
what's most important? Can we make sure that we know the storms are going to come in life, but more importantly, in death? And we're going to have to answer, what is our foundation built upon? What have we built our life upon? In all those situations, whether you're you're the uh, you're the one that's just completely ran from God your entire life, you've soaked it all in your mind, you've heard it, you know it, you may be able to quote the Bible, but you've just never given your heart, and you're searching for a way out. Maybe you're searching for a way out of guilt or anxiety or frustration or doubt in your life. This morning, I just want to point you to Jesus. That's all I can do. He said he was the way, the truth, the life. This morning we're going to sing this song that is full of truth. It says, he is the way maker. Build our life on his foundation. It doesn't matter what the world can send at us.
final summary of what you said through Jesus this morning and his sermon on the mount God what you spoke and what you said when you just said the wise man built his house upon the rock to your disciples you were speaking into their hearts into their lives and they were full of chaos and wonder and uncertainty about what was next and who you were and how to get to heaven and people were teaching all kinds of different things and they were tempted and tried to go every kind of direction and you just said everything will be okay if you build on me you come to me you depend on me I'll be your protector I'm your good shepherd just be my children it's that simple to step out in faith and trust in you thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, we are wrapped up this morning. We appreciate everyone who joined online and came in person. Uh, if God has used this message this morning and it's filled with your heart and you've, uh, you just want to share that with us, we'd love to hear it. If you're one of those and you're listening and you've, you've gotten saved over the last several months while we've been... Uh, streaming online we're going to do baptisms next sunday morning i'll reach out to you but just get ready be prepared we'll do that next sunday morning thank god that he's still saving lives that he's turning lives around um and uh i'm so excited about that uh you can join us online on wednesday nights we do a a live stream and sometimes we'll do zoom you can find that on our facebook group page um and uh if you weren't here this week and you want to join us next week in person uh, just look on our website and watch for that where you can RSVP for that. God is present. He is here. He's real. And we're going to trust him. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.